When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Scott Davis, our columnist with Gamecock Central. He writes a column that's on the website every week, and he brings us a fan's perspective. And the headline of Scott's column this week is Warning Signs. And the article is on the website right now. We would encourage you to check it out. This podcast accompanies his weekly column. And we're on Gamecock Central Radio today. Glad to have you along. Scott, what's the headline all about this week? Tell us about that. Well, first of all, it was extremely hot on Saturday in williams Price Stadium. So, warning signs for anybody who uh, was hoping to uh, remain alive out there in that heat. But I, I think that, um, you know, we saw a lot from the team this week that maybe – is potentially making people think, hey, this thing, this season's over. Um, we don't even need to bother with this thing. And I think, you know, let's just let it play out. Gamecocks did not play very well on Saturday, but there's still 10 more games left in this season. So I, I don't think we want to give up on this thing yet. No, I don't think so either. And I think we've heard a lot of knee-jerk reaction from a lot of fans. Obviously, it was a devastating loss. The game didn't go the way that we had hoped or, or wanted it to or the way many people perhaps expected it to. But I think you got to keep some perspective here, Scott. Georgia mm-hmm. played for the national championship last year, and the Gamecocks, you know, just three years ago were a 3-9 and nine football team. So right. I think anybody that thought Carolina or expected Carolina to beat Georgia on Saturday may not have a very clear vision or understanding of the situation. <laughs> yeah, and uh, quite honestly, Georgia played very well on Saturday, and that's what we have to remember. Sometimes there's another team involved, and uh, I thought the Bulldogs played about as well as they could be expected to do coming into a hostile environment. I want to give Gamecock fans credit. that It was rocking and rolling in there. Um as the game started, and uh, as a Gamecock fan, even I actually thought, boy, this has got to be intimidating for Georgia fans and players. And, you know, unfortunately for us, they calmly walked out there and just got the job done and, and did it pretty efficiently. So, you know, I think we need to remember that, as I said, uh, you know, another team involved, and they played very, very well. And uh, I think they're going to go on to have a nice season, but I thought that South Carolina would be competitive in this football game. I, unfortunately, they weren't, and um, now we've got to look ahead to Marshall and, and try to get this thing on the right track. So tell us about your experience at Williams-Brice on Saturday, Scott. You write in your column this week that sandstorm throbbed, towels waved. The 2001 entrance had such raw power that it felt almost scary and disturbing. It really did. As, as I was just saying, I, I really thought the atmosphere was as good as it get. 
you know, there's been a lot made over the last couple of weeks about the 2012 atmosphere against Georgia and williams Bryce and how that might have been the peak williams Bryce stadium moment. Uh, and, it, and it may have been, but I thought that this the, the stadium seemed ready to erupt. It, it was really um, just uh, rocking and rolling, like I said. And so... Unfortunately, it just didn't last very long. <laughs> the Yankees just just couldn't get anything going offensively, and then defensively, they uh, kind of wore down as 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 the game continued, and um, that's something that we've seen them do uh, in some of these higher profile contests that they have in the SEC. But um, yeah, we uh, hosted some. Uh, friends from Georgia, Georgia fans, and uh, my wife did an amazing job as she always does as uh, as a hostess. And so we, uh, I think we were thinking we were going to have a better uh, turnout for this game, but uh, it didn't work out that way. But um, again, there's a long season left, and I think Gamecock fans need to remember that. I want to talk about your game balls this week. You have renamed the. Uh the game balls that are in your column every week. And this week they're named after your wife. And I thought that was splendid. And I read <laughs> this particular uh, paragraph out of your column this week where you're talking about your wife to a buddy of mine uh, when, when the article, when I received the article this weekend. And this is some of the best written stuff that you have produced for Gamecock Central, in my opinion. And the, the quote from your wife at the end was absolutely hilarious. And I'm going to go ahead and read that last <laughs> sentence here. If you don't mind, the Christy Davis Game Balls of the Please Week, do. named in honor of Scott's wife. And he talks about the what his wife did for the tailgate and all the links that she went to to make sure everything was just so for this big crowd that they hosted on Saturday at Williams-Brice. And after they left the game, as they were walking out of the stadium, Scott's wife said to him, and I'm quoting, the Gamecocks mm-hmm. embarrassed me in my own house when I had company. And that's unacceptable in the South. And you said, "Amen, Scott." That was—I was still laughing at that, Scott. <laughs> yeah, she sure did. Poor thing. Um, you know, her tailgate was was incredible. We were there with um, her parents, uh, her mom and dad, and then we also had um, a large group of friends who stopped by, and we had a tremendous tailgate. Thanks to her, of course. And, um, you know, I, as I mentioned in the article, she is uh, an event planner, and that really comes in handy when you're tailgating and you have a lot of people that you need to feed or, um, uh, you know, keep uh, hydrated and heat like we had on Saturday, and she did an amazing job. And I think she was disappointed by the outcome, as we all were. And um, But, you know, at the same time, as I mentioned, she helps keep me positive. You know, I, I was definitely uh, a little bit down walking out of that stadium, and she always keeps things upbeat, and so that's why we keep her around. A full spread of food, shaded seating, and a strong lineup of cold beverage options. Christy Davis, Scott's wife, gets the first game ball this week, and there was only one other one, Scott. It was that kind of day on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, and that went to bottled water, Emerson. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was um, a very hot day in Columbia, South Carolina, on Saturday, and so uh, you know, just the reality is the Gamecocks just did not play very well on Saturday, and 
I think we all know that and think we know that they can play better, and I think we're hoping to see better things from them in the weeks ahead. Deflated balls, plenty of them. This is also a staple of your column every week during football season, and the folks sitting in the east stands at Williams-Brice <laughs> get the first one, Scott. No shade on the east side. Yeah, I'm sure you've sat on the east side at some point, Emerson. It, it, it is a an absolute uh, blast of heat over there. You know, we were on the west uh, in the west stands, and thank goodness we were. We were shaded from the time we got there, and I was just looking across the, the stadium at the people suffering and withering in that heat. <laughs> and uh, there were actually some people who tailgated next to us who were sitting there who, when they returned after the game was over, just looked totally blistered and sunburnt. And so my thoughts and prayers are with anybody who was over there <laughs> because it, it was a hot, hot day on Saturday, and we knew that was going to happen. And But the way that uh, the football game unfolded made the whole thing uh, much more miserable for sure. Gamecock Central Radio here, Emerson Phillips with Scott Davis, and we're talking about Scott's column. The headline is Warning Signs, and we want to invite you to take advantage of this new feature that we've got this year for our game day podcast. We've set up the Gamecock Central hotline. You can call in, leave a voice message, and we'll play the recording of your voice on the game day podcast each week. That number is a free call, and it's 803-497-9058. Area code is 803-497-9058. Join the game day podcast and call us on the Gamecock Central Hotline. So, Scott, a host of other uh, deflated balls this week. It was just kind of that week against a Georgia team that proved it was worthy of that number three ranking in the country. They look like a very good team. I think they're going to win a lot of games this year. South Carolina, as I stated in the column, I think there are some people who um, wanted to kind of scold Gamecock fans for being disappointed by this performance and um, I saw a lot of folks saying, hey, this team's still going 9-3, and three, so, you know, um, and, and they may very well do that, and I hope they do, but uh, there are a lot of tough games left on the schedule. You know, Kentucky goes out uh, to Gainesville, Florida, and wins the football game for the first time in over 30 years. Um, you know, Texas A&M should have beaten Clemson. They absolutely outplayed them. They had uh, some misfortune that befell them in that game. Um, so they've been a team that South Carolina has struggled with mightily since they joined the SEC. Uh, Florida, Tennessee still out there. I, I just don't know that I would want to go ahead and be certain that the Gamecocks are going to win nine, ten football games this year. Uh, that being said, long way to go, and uh, no reason to give up on this team. They played hard, just got completely outclassed by a better team on Saturday, and sometimes that's going to happen in the Southeastern Conference. The Jake Bentley doesn't play well in big games narrative taking hold. Scott, I heard a lot of this mm-hmm. on the radio Monday in Columbia mm-hmm. after the Georgia game. Yeah, it's unfortunate because uh, I think that there were a lot of reasons why South Carolina lost that game on Saturday beyond the way Jay Bentley played. But the sad reality is when you're a starting quarterback in the SEC, you got to make some noise in some of these big games. And unfortunately he just hasn't done it. And so until he does, 
I think this is something that we're going to continue to hear about. He did not play terribly on Saturday, as I said. Um, there were some, you know, the pick six at the beginning of the game was a deflected ball that should have been caught, um, bounced off uh, shoulders and landed into the arms of Georgia Bulldog, who took it into the end zone. Um, and that's just unfortunate, but at the same time, didn't do anything that you would hope to see him until we go out and win the football game. And I think as long as that happens in these kind of settings, we're going to continue to hear about that. Well, it was that kind of weekend for the Gamecocks, and that's just the way it went. So, Scott, I appreciate your column this week, and, you know, we appreciate the work that you do for Gamecock Central. It can't be easy after a beatdown like the one the Gamecocks took on Saturday, but you always give us a good perspective, and your column put a smile on my face again this week. So we appreciate you for that. Thanks very much. Always good to talk to you, Emerson. All right, we'll do it again next week. Scott Davis's column is Warning Signs, and it's on Gamecock Central right now. We hope you'll check that out. And we will come back next week for another edition of the Gamecock Central Radio Podcast. Thanks for being with us.